If you're just joining us, I'm sitting here with Marie Poliak and Kevin Bracken, the couple that came up with the concept and also saw through the construction and the two past years of touring of Toronto, Canada's premier art car and massive metal fire-breathing dragon known as Heavy Meta. You must have come back to Toronto with some wild experiences. Can you tell me about anything that stands out? And, and keep in mind, this ain't CBC, so <laughs> I, th I think you guys are trying to kind of keep your, your, your media faces clean, but, you know, feel free to, to be as edgy as you want to be right. with whatever you want to tell me about. Uh, sure. So yeah, we've been on tour for two years now, and yeah, we've done we've done thirty events in the last two years. Uh, I want to go to bed just thinking about that. Oh my god, makes <laughs> me tired. And, yeah, I mean, we've really run ourselves ragged doing it, and you know, we we definitely yeah, are, are. You guys kind of recovering these days? Yeah, I, I think so. I think when you book heavy meta at one of your events, you're you're kind of inviting chaos. So. Um, you know, we uh, like when we got booked for the the Toronto Light Festival, for example. Um, oh, that's a, that's a good example of someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we got booked for the Toronto Light Festival, and uh, and as part of you know, we negotiated, and they you know they uh, they were hoping that they could pay us a little bit less, and we said that would be fine as long as we could talk about some other perks they might be able to get us. So the distillery district has a good relationship with the um, with the with Royal the York. with the Royal York Hotel. So we said, okay, as part of our compensation, we've never stayed at the Royal York Hotel, and we'd love to stay at the Royal York. Uh, and so the first weekend of the Light Festival, we're like, you know, we're we're staying at the Royal York. We've never been there before. It's pretty fancy. Get it's kicked fun. out within three hours of getting in. <laughs> three hours no later. Way. Three hours later, we <laughs> we got kicked out. We. Um, <laughs> You know, security guards showed up at because all, all your freaky burner friends came with you. Is oh that yeah, why? dude. Yeah. So like, we're in there. I mean, people were naked when they were getting kicked out. People were asleep when they're getting kicked out. There was a dog there. Um, Hold on. Within three hours, yeah. like, yeah. is this after the party? No. This is. We're just like chilling in the. I mean, we were you know <laughs> do, being ourselves in the hotel. And um, and so yeah, we got. We, really, like, we didn't realize they had a no talking policy in the room. We got like severe noise yeah, complaints. No, seriously, <laughs> what was the actual problem? Well, we were getting noise complaints from the second we set foot on the property. Uh, and and the we dog were, barking was the last. But one. we were told that the entire wing of the hotel that we were in had every single person in the wing had called and complained about us because <laughs> we were going from room to room. We were being our usual selves, kind of uh -huh. like being pretty crazy. So we get kicked out. Um, and as you might imagine, when we were, you know, we had started to settle into the rooms and we got kicked out kind of in a hurry by a ton of really big people in, in suits. Did you guys and, uh, look weird when you came oh, in? Because yeah. I feel we like you got flagged. Like, because... You know, deer. full disclosure here, I've been kicked out of hotel rooms as well, yeah. but it, it took a lot more than just no, making noise in the hallway. Two of our friends were completely soaking wet because they were in the shower having right. some fun <laughs> so, <laughs> when they were pulled out. So so we get kicked out of the hotel, right? And we're, we're, uh, we're in the lobby and our, our buddy is with us and he, so okay, imagine the, imagine the scene. We're in the lobby. We were completely just dripping in like fake fur coats and like crazy costumes everywhere because we didn't really have Holding a lot of time. bottles of tequila in our we're hand. We're drinking tequila <laughs> out of the bottle like in the, in the lobby. The dog is still barking at this point. And then, um, oh yeah, the dog is still there. <laughs> the so dog's then, partying harder than anybody. So yeah, then one of our friends, he's, uh, he, you know, he like kind of gets, he starts to get a little mouthy to one of the bigger security guards, right? Oh, that always works uh, oh, great. Yeah. And so yeah, the guy just like rushes him, he's by the door, we're like breaking up this fight between this bouncer and our idiot friend. 
<laughs> anyway, that was right here at home. Obviously, we have a lot of fun wherever we go, but that was uh, that's a that's a little Toronto story. It occurs to me that it must be a ton of work. Uh, uh, this whole, you know, everything that surrounds heavy metal, not not just constructing it, but also having to haul it around, put it up, take it down. Uh, have you guys been through some hard times over these two years as well? Oh yeah, no doubt. Like our first, our first Burning Man event, um, I'd say. It was my seventh year, and it was the worst year I've had in all my time going to the burn because really? we were so exhausted. Because you, because you had to do so much. We had to do so much, and it was our yeah. It was our first year. We just got it built in May, and then we immediately had a very rigorous schedule, and we did an event just before driving across the country to Burning Man. So. The exhaustion level at that point was just like over the top for me, at least. Um, yeah, and I mean the process of building it was it was it was pretty amazing, but obviously like there's no way that we could have done it if we and a ton of other people hadn't totally devoted our lives to it. When we built it, we worked 70 hours a week for four months. We were in the shop every single day, seven days a week, from one to ten, sometimes midnight or later, and. Um, and we didn't stop for for four months, but that was only the beginning, as you mentioned, because um, when we go to these events, like we were invited to a um, uh, a big public event in in Sault Ste. Marie called the Bon Sioux Winter Carnival. It's eight hour drive north of Toronto in a regular car. So for us in the Dragon, which tops out at like 100 kilometers an hour. Well, um, yeah, that's some drag. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it took forever to get up there. We have to stay in Sudbury overnight. To, you know, a lot of these trips we have to divide into two days driving. Uh, and when we were in the Sioux, we blew up the engine by accident. Oh, no. And it, uh, you know, we... We were able to limp back to Toronto with like two of the pistons blown. Oh wow! But at the same time, when you blow a piston, it starts your engine starts burning oil. So yep. we were burning a liter of oil every hour. So every 20 minutes, I'd have to stop, pop the hood on the side of the road, driving through like Perry Sound and through Sudbury, just like pouring oil into the engine so it wouldn't run dry. Oh my gosh! Um, and yeah, you when must we got, have been ready to crack when you got back. Oh yeah, here. when we got back, we had to immediately set back up. For the distillery. Oh my oh, god, yeah. in really? The snow. In the that, snow. Yeah, so that's true. We oh, wow. drove immediately from Sault Ste. Marie to the distillery and set it up with the blown engine. And, uh, you know, stuff like that happens, right? It happens. And I would say, too, that um, a lot of the, the reason the Dragon succeeds is because we do pour every extra dollar that we make into the Dragon. Uh, and you know, in that sense, it's become a it's it's a very expensive hobby. The dragon. Well, yeah, no kidding, Kevin. Yeah. You you've mentioned in interviews that mm -hmm. art cars often bankrupt their creators. Yeah. And I I know you two like to meditate on everything that you do and find to get to the core of, of like why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Have you put thought into what it is about an art car that elicits such passion and dedication from their creators that they will blow their savings on the thing? Because we don't want to live inside a box that is constructed for us. We want to create a world that exceeds like the realm of possibility. And I think when people see that, they immediately start thinking, how is this possible? Mm -hmm. And the answer is it's quite difficult, but that wonder is kind of what we live for. And having a child be like, wow, like that's possible it kind of like opens your mind to like new ways of thinking that you, you don't have to buy into what already exists in our world, but you could make your own. And I think even if like a handful of people realize that, I think it's worth it. And in the end, what an artist does is because it makes people like think about the world around them. Mm -hmm. And that's 
ultimately like my goal. I hope it's Kevin's goal too. Yeah, yeah Kevin I mean, just likes to party. The dragon, uh, it has not broken even in the two years that we've had it. Um, you know, it's still, it's still, uh, there is still a lot of debt, not only to us, but to the bank and, and others. Um, really, despite selling out all of your events, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, you're still paying for this I thing. mean, we're also still working on it. Like, we're still, like, there's constant, like, repairs, mm -hmm. um, like, wear and tear driving across the country. Now, what, what about upgrades? Um, along with all the repairs, uh, do you guys have any upgrades planned for the Dragon? Oh, yeah. We want to um, work on making it more of an animatronic like robotic cool. thing yeah All right so my, <laughs> oh, that's like, awesome my goals are to not only to like make our night lighting more tron like and make it like very yes. beautiful at night uh, but to have like animatronic wings and more animatronic elements that make it seem like it's alive um like right now we have the animatronic jaw that so it opens mm -hmm. and closes its mouth and we'd like to do like maybe a turning head but especially the wings, the wings, I want them to open up. Yes, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, definitely, like, the original conception for the dragon, the, the wings are supposed to be able to be fully perpendicular to the body, and and we are going to do that this year, so when, um, and it, honestly, it'll only take a few modifications to get there, uh, but when the wings are fully extended and perpendicular to the body, then it'll be 38 feet from wingtip to wingtip. So it'll look very, very imposing when you're standing in front of it. So Way more massive. Yeah, yeah. so being That's able to awesome. push a single button and having the wings kick off so they're perpendicular to the body and then like shoot fire in your face, it'll be terrifying and awesome. Yeah, right. That's kind of It's been a year, Marie, since you put a challenge out uh, for more Canadians to create art cars similar to yours. Have some people stepped up to oh, that yeah. challenge in the past year? We're super excited because there are now five cars in Toronto. There used to be zero two years ago, and now there are five. Um, we got Damn. we got Tarna the Jackalope uh, being fabricated as we speak right now. They're at the shop at the Fortress. Um, last really? year, yeah, it's going to be a giant jackalope with flaming antlers and it's it might even be bigger than a dragon if all goes to oh, plan. it'll definitely be bigger than heavy metal. Um, really it's gonna be bigger yeah <laughs> are you guys you guys jealous at all uh, no i no, think it's amazing awesome. i think it's we amazing have a, we have a very more the merrier attitude about it yeah because we will be able to well, have obviously because you haven't hogged the glory at all you've said people oh, yeah. get on this let's start a no, scene I mean, because right? when we have all these cars we're going to be able to have block parties and festivals yeah and we'll be able to take over like entire neighborhoods in the city yeah last year there was also the the arc car um it was fabricated in our shop as well and it's a giant post-apocalyptic noah's arc made of uh metal and this year they're taking it out to the playa and hopefully we can all convoy together across the country with these things. So we also have Ryan Longo who's making a, a super terrifying anglerfish. We have super star sharp teeth. Cool. Um, it looks absolutely badass and right. can't be more excited for that. And there's a couple of buses also in the works. We have the bubble bus. We have Alex just got a, another bus. Oh, um, that's different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I mean, so there are art cars and there are mutant vehicles, right? So the giant animal ones are more mutant vehicles, but in the traditional art car sense, like in the sort of California, like glue a bunch of bottle caps to a bus kind of way. Right. Uh, we also have our zebra bus, which is, we just call the TTZ. And, uh, <laughs> that's adorable. It's our, yeah, it's our people mover. Like we have the dragon that's 
uh, like not very comfortable to sit in when we go to events, and then we have the very comfy zebra that's yeah, more of an RV. Yeah, and uh, then our buddy Dex, he has uh, what's called the zombie RV, which um, it's really it's this really cool uh, like kind of military transport vehicle, mm-hmm. and it lives at kind of like Vic Park and Danforth most of the time. But he transported trans- transformed it into a really nice. Yeah, it's um well. it's this huge awesome like. You know, post-apocalyptic looking like like camo thing, and then it's All got right. this uh, flaming ram skull on the on the front of it. So yeah, I mean, as an art form, the art car and mutant vehicle thing, uh, we've got a lot of them now. So um, I mean, you know, this year we're gonna have a summer metaverse party. And uh, you'll be able to see all of them at the same time. Let's talk about the event coming up. You're about to throw your fifth huge fundraiser for Heavy Meta. Uh, It's called Metaverse. Tell me all about it, please. Well, Metaverse is the reality that we're trying to create that is basically a futuristic world that exists in our minds, but when we all think about it it kind of exists all around us in reality and our parties are very costume oriented uh we encourage and very everyone. immersive right? oh yeah very immersive yeah you guys create the an atmosphere <laughs> yeah so i mean meta- the metaverse is kind of like our it's it's like our mythos i guess and it kind of started out with um you know a sort of silly worshiping of norse gods but as we thought more about it, it now, wasn't very silly. What do you mean? It's very serious. <laughs> Odin wouldn't like that. It's a very serious worshiping of the old gods. Um, so yeah, metaverse. The meta, The next metaverse that we're doing, it's um, it's it, it's called Five Hundred Keel, which is a really awesome newish venue in Toronto that is getting larger and larger and hosting more and more sort of. Um, I want to say European style dance music events. A lot of what they do at the venue is um, it's very like darkroom, Berlin, all night techno kind of stuff. But it's one of the only like legal venues in the city where they will do all night massive parties with electronic music and like and kind of love the events that happen there. Yeah, very so, old school warehouse vibes. It's yeah, like we famous. think what they're doing in Toronto is really great. And honestly, if people want to know, like besides making art, what is the number one thing that you could do to to improve this city? It would be do what Joel and Jamie are doing at 500 Keel because you know they've really created an amazing outlet for for producers like us to to make really cool parties so uh what we're doing though is we go in kind of a slightly different direction and at metaverse parties we want to install as much art as possible our parties are big they're loud they're colorful um if you saw our previous party white out at the mod club like so, like I would say most events at 500 Keeler are very minimalist, but our events, they try to be maximalist, right? We had CO2 cannons, we had snow machines, we had still walkers with LED suits. And similarly, at this metaverse, we are going to, we're really pulling out all the stops when it comes to art and decoration. And performance. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I mean, we're going till 6 a.m. And we've booked this really amazing producer named Nikki Genesis from Las Vegas. She Las is, Vegas knows how to party, I think. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's played at EDC. She's played at Burning Man. She has like a really awesome, heavy, bouncy, bass-driven vibe. And it's not like you know, chin scratching, like, oh, this is like so smart music. No, it's like throw your hands in the air, like party music. And that's kind of where we want to be going with our musical direction in the future. All right, that all sounds amazing. Metaverse 5 goes down at 500 Keel in the Stockyards, downtown Toronto, Saturday, April 27th. If you want to go get your ticket now, like we're, now, we're they on, are on the they are, are on the verge of selling out. Even though it's a massive venue, they are on the verge of selling out. And uh, if 
you are intrigued by anything that you've heard Kevin and Marie say, it sounds like you're really going to enjoy this night. So grab a ticket quick. If you want to learn more about Heavy Meta, possibly donate to the very expensive cause. HeavyMeta.ca is the place to do it. Keep up with everything that Kevin and Marie are doing art car related right there. Both of you, thanks so much uh, for having me yeah. in your home. Sure. Thanks and for uh, thanks so much for <laughs> we'll see you at the party. Thanks, uh, you will. You're gonna. Thanks so much for starting this whole art car thing and, and, and creating a whole new scene. 